Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Shmooz, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Rabbi Avram Mwatek. Rabbi Mwatek is a founder of Beis Hillel, an international program working with millennials, where he serves as director of spiritual life and rabbi of their Manhattan site. His writing has appeared in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the New York Daily News, Tablet, The Forward, and other publications. A grandchild of noticed noted Yiddish cultural icons. He grew up performing on the Yiddish stage when he was three years old. His first book, Why Jews Do That or 30 Questions Your Rabbi Never Answered, will be published by Skyhorse Publishing this coming summer. Welcome, Avram. Thank you so much for having me. So appreciate your uh, making this work uh, through these hard times. We're doing remote recordings, thanks to Sarah Blakefeld, our producer. Um, so this finds me at home in Western Massachusetts, and you are in New York, correct? Yeah, we're on the Upper West Side. Okay, I hope you're doing well and staying safe there. We're doing our best to stay uh, sanitized, as it, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about Third Seder. And I know you had reached out to Aaron Lansky um, about 10 days ago about this project. And I've so been looking forward to having the chance to learn more about this effort, um, one that the Yiddish Book Center is very happy to help um, in terms of being a sponsoring supporter or what have you. Um, so, before I get started, talk a little bit, if you would, about the history of the Third Seder. It's sort of Yiddish and American roots. So I'll tell you what I, I know. I, I, you know, I grew up, I always grew up going to, to, to three Seders. We had the, you know, the first two that we would celebrate with my mother's family. My mother grew up in a more traditional household, but my uh, father, you know, grew up in a, an, a Yiddishist home and a Bundist home. So you know, I tease my parents that I was raised confused to docs, but um, we we had three seders, and the third seder that we went to was the Abitur Ring, the work then called the Workman Circle, uh, third cultural seder that I think had been around for for quite some time. But when my grandfather Yossel Mlatek became the um, was served as the education director for the Abitur Ring, uh, he really envisioned it as a type of you know, gala with musicians and actors and dancers and singers. And, um, and so growing up, I remember, you know, running around the hotel as a kid, we would perform, you know, the Firkashis, the four questions in Yiddish, or, um, you know, there are other, other elements that, you know, there was no mention of God whatsoever in this Haggadah. It was Yiddish worker songs and, um, a, a, a tremendous amount of reference to to the Horden, to the Shoah, to the to the Holocaust, especially as you know the Warsaw Ghetto uprising uh, took place on um, on Erev Pesach on Passover Eve. So, growing up for me, it was um, it was this moment that I always looked forward to as a as a kid. Um, and my understanding is that it's continued throughout um, throughout the years. I don't know, you know, and, and I don't know to what extent in terms of, you know, the, the gala element. But, um, when my, I, I do remember that when my, my, after my, my grandfather, my father served as the musical director for the program for many years. So it was like a staple of my childhood. Um, and yeah, I understand that this was something that began sort of in the interwar years. Um, it, 
also um, enjoyed a great popularity from what I've read uh, in the 1980s. And again, these, are, these were events that took place. They were all-day events, and they took place in large venues, and they were kind of performances, and, and there, was, there were a lot of components, parts to it. And that sounds like your experience, yes? Yeah, you know, there were the there were the traditional elements, you know, there was there was there was acknowledgement of, you know, the of whether it was the four questions or the four sons or or the, you know, the traditional Passover symbols, but you know, there was a rich there is a rich Yiddish um uh, cultural, you know, treasure that that of of songs and poetry that that accompanied this holiday, and um, you know, my understanding is that the seder was used as an opportunity, a platform to really to sh- to share some of that material. And then I found a quote um, that a longtime member of the Arbiter Ring had suggested that. Um, when describing this third Seder, tradition evoked the story of the Exodus from a Torah perspective, not from the perspective of the labor movement, which ties it to, um, as you say, sort of the, um, the labor movement that you were more accustomed to or, or, or was the dynamic in your home, the back and forth. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Um, so how long in your childhood did you continue to go to these? Was it was it always a tradition every year? Yeah, every year, every year. Um, you know, I, I, it was sometimes it was on on um, on you know the intermediary days of Passover, Cholamoi Pesach, or sometimes it was before or after um, Pesach. Um, but it was it was always um, it, w- it was a regular part of our of our Passover celebrations as growing up. So let's talk a little bit about your work and, and how you decided to put this together. I, I take it this is the first time you've done this, or maybe I'm yes, mistaken. This is, my, this is my first time entering the foray of, of becoming a, a music Yiddish producer of any kind. So. <laughs> um, so let me know a little bit about, um, you know, sort of your work and, again, how this all came together. Well, I, I work uh, as a rabbi. I work. Um, I founded an organization when I finished rabbinical school called Base, that serves, um, you know, mo- mostly millennial um, Jews, young adults, folks who are not rushing to join um, synagogues or affiliate in, in traditional ways, but are still seeking community and connection and learning. And so at base, we empower pluralistic rabbinic couples. That means a rabbi and a rabbi's partner to open up their homes and have their home service convening points for Jewish life. So you know, centering around three main pillars of celebrating the Jewish calendar through radical hospitality, learning and community service. And what that might look like uh, will vary depending on the couple and, and the community. But we started in New York um, with with uh, two sites, and now we're nine sites all around, one in Berlin, two in Chicago, one in Miami, and uh, a, a growing network of, of, of young, you know, Jewish millennials who are tapping into their Yiddishkeit, but in, in different ways. And um, like every other organization, um, a Jewish organization, you know, uh, who, who's been doing communal work, um, 
our work has gone online amid the virus and uh, uh, whether that's, you know, t our it, our Jewish questions class, which is an intro to Judaism course, or just a, a support space, uh, a space to do provide an emotional check-in. But, um, you know, what's unique about BASE is that it allows each rabbinic couple to sort of bring their full selves to, to their work. And uh, my partner and I actually met at Kleskamp, um, you know, the Yiddish Folk Arts Festival and the Catskill. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yiddish music and music song in general has always been a a featured part of our, our home. You know, every Friday night we sing um, a Yiddish version of Asia Skyle and um, you know, music is just accompanies us wherever we go. So um, as I was imagining different types of things to offer our community at large, um, I found myself nostalgic for, um, you know, some of those old Yiddish Pesach songs that I grew up with. And, um, had an idea to just reach out to to some of the performers that you know I grew up with that were family friends and also that I remember uh, listening to as a kid, um, knowing that they were also hunkering down wherever they were, um, and asked them if they might have any availability on uh, on April twelfth, and uh, I received uh, like a heartwarming and enthusiastic response, and so that's. That's how this third Seder came to be. So you've got qu quite a list of performers, many of them friends of the Yiddish Book Center who've been at Yitzhak and, and, and we've worked with in other ways. It's quite a list. Um, do you want to share a couple of names um, of those who are going to be participating? Uh, sure. Um, who's participating? Um, Frank London uh, of the Klesmatics and Lawrence Klamberg, uh, Joyce Rosenzweig, uh, Susan Watts, um, my father, Zalman Lutek, uh, Michael Winograd, Shura Lepofsky, Daniel Kahn, Sarah Gordon, uh, um, Eleanor Risa. Um, quite quite, a, quite a, a special ensemble. And all of this is being done, um, coordinated virtually. It will all happen online. Um, and let's talk a little bit about um, the sort of script and how that's coming together for all sure. of this. Um, so my grandfather, I used to um, compile the scripts and texts for many years. Um, so I've got a... I've got I've got some of his um, Haggadahs as well as you know um, some of Adrian Cooper's Haggadahs when Adrian Cooper worked at the um, as the director at the at the Workman Circle Abitering, and so you know the script is uses uses you know many of those classic um, Yiddish Pesach songs um, and that that were featured every year in the, in the Abitering Haggadah, um, as well as some, um, you know, some more contemporary commentary that I've written along with my cousin, Moshe Rosenfeld, who's helping me put this together and has way more years of experience in producing these types of events than I do. Um, and, um, we're also, we're, we're inviting, uh, while it's free to the public, we're inviting folks to, to donate to um, the United Community Services of Westchester, which is a food pantry that um, BASE has 
been working very closely with um, in the times of the virus. They, they are in dire need, like, like many other social service agencies, but this is one that, um, that we've been working uh, closely with. They, have, they serve uh, many immigrant families and um, they do tremendous work. So we're, we're inviting, um, inviting, you know, viewers and folks who are, who are going to be listening in and watching to, to provide their own tzedakah and meotchitin, you know, the, the traditional Passover uh, charity that we're tasked to collect and inviting them to, to give back in that way. Um, so the Haggadah will be a, you know, and I think in a, in a traditional way, it will be a, a bridge of old and new material. Wonderful and very silly question for you: Is there, <laughs> will there be uh, food? Um, will you do anything with that online? Uh, you know, I'm not sure that we will do food. Someone else asked me. You know, you're having a seder. What, what will the table look like? Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's going to be. It, <laughs> it'll be a bit, bit different than than that you know although you know the third seder at the arbiter ring there was always food and you know arbacoises four glasses of of wine and mm-hmm. the like but um so it's you know we're, we're taking some liberties in that way um yeah um a seder plate a seder plate i think so yeah I think we'll have a seder plate yeah we can we could um send send all kids virtually around the house um on a um uh, looking for um, Afi Komen um, or or hiding it. Um, so again, this is all in Yiddish, correct? Or so it, it, the Haggadah so, is a Yiddish Haggadah, right? Yeah. So the the Yiddish um, the songs are are all in Yiddish, mostly in Yiddish. There are a couple of songs that will be in English, actually. Um, you know, and the text will actually be a mixture of Yiddish and, and English. We're going to be uh, sharing a document. Um, on the event page um, that will have the te- will have a translation of all the Yiddish material that we are that we're going to be featuring, um, but it will be uh, it will be mostly in Yiddish, but we'll have Yiddish we'll have English elements as well. Great. Um, well, let's share with our listeners how they can become part of this um, live event. Sure. Um, so you can log on to Facebook. Um, and I believe even if you're not a Facebook user, uh, you'll still be able to access the concert, but you, you have to, um, type in Avram Latek, A-V-R-A-M, Latek, M-L-O-T-E-K, uh, go to my public page and, uh, there under the events, you will see, um, the third, uh, Seder and online, uh, international Yiddish cultural celebration and uh, tune in there on April 12th at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time. We we did it early enough so that our friends in Israel and Europe would be able to participate uh, as well because we have performers great. there too. And about how long will um, it last? It's a great question. We have a rehearsal this coming Sunday, so I'll know more then. Um, I think about 90 minutes. Wow, fabulous! Um, well, again, um, we'll we'll share out information with our listeners um, and and our members so that everybody can join in. I so appreciate your effort to pull this together. It's rather amazing um, that you've got all of these participants. I think it really speaks to how 
all of us are trying to work to get through all of this together. Um, and also, you know, tradition plays a role in making our lives a little, I don't know, I don't want to say more normal, but it brings, it brings a lot to us all through these Absolutely. times. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I look forward to joining you on Sunday, April 12th, again at 2 p.m. And uh, thank you again for joining me today and hope to be able to celebrate Third Seder with you next year in person. Amen. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Be well. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For more on Yiddish and Jewish culture, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. Today's podcast was coordinated by Sam Brivik and produced by Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Thank you.